Hey guys, what's up? We are the Otaku Couple, and I am Mrs. Otaku. And I'm Mr. Otaku. And this is the I'd Rather Anime Podcast number 46. This is your place to catch up on all things anime, new and old, the lovely edition of our opinions, thoughts, and banter. We know you could be doing other things, so we're glad that you'd rather anime with us. Yes. Hello, guys. 2020 is here. Yep. And we have watched the first couple episodes of a bunch of different anime, and we're going to let you know what we're watching and what we will no longer be watching. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is kind of like a rundown podcast of everything that we've been keeping up with this season, the things we plan to continue keeping up with, and the things that just like they just didn't make the cut. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. We tried. They seemed like they were going to be interesting, but they just didn't quite make it yeah so if you haven't really gotten knee deep into this season yet we'll also give you like a little blurb about what the anime is about so like if you want to give it a try for yourself then you know have at it okay so i guess that's kind of like your warning about what this episode's gonna be yeah like if you care about like first one through three episode spoilers you know like i guess you've been warned but I mean, they're really pretty much just synopsis. So yeah, and it's not even going to be spoilers. Yeah, so. it's really just going to be a synopsis. Yeah, because we haven't even been into it long enough to talk about but, yeah, spoilers. Yeah, we don't so. know anything major already. But let's get to the point. Ooh, I did not mean to clap. I'm sorry. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But anyway, to the point. Um, well, yeah. if you watch anime? You might have heard of these. If you are not an avid anime watcher, hopefully you'll find something in this list that you like, or you know maybe be forewarned, forewarned about something. Yeah. But let's oh, just... oh, and just just to be clear, um, anything that's like ongoing, like uh, ongoing, or it's on its you know second, third, or fourth season, like My Hero Academia, we're not going to really talk about it. Yeah. We're because... not going to talk about Haikyuu. You know, we're only talking about new anime. Yeah. So. If it's got multiple seasons, and we've talked about it on the podcast before, just assume that we're watching it. Like, yes, we are for sure watching My Hero Academia. We still watch One Piece and Black Clover. Like, those things are just, like, assumed. Mm -hmm. Unless we say otherwise. Yeah? Yeah. And we're going to binge the next season of Haikyuu when it's over. Yeah, and Shokugeki. We've got to catch up with that, too. Yeah, we'll probably branch that very soon. Branch. That's a new word. It's got an R in it now, folks. <laughs> All right. Um, let's just, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started running down some of these anime. First up is Darwin's Game. We've watched the first three episodes. Because there are only three episodes at this point. Yes, because there are only three episodes. And um, we've been watching it subbed. Um, it is being dubbed. I think the first episode is now out dubbed. This anime is available on Hulu slash Funimation. And fun fact, um, Hulu slash Funimation are really on it this particular season. Yeah, so normally, as you guys know, our favorite legal way to watch anime is on Verve. Obviously, we're not sponsored. Verve, if you're listening to this, please hit us up for a sponsorship. We'd love to do that for you. But uh, that's our preferred way to watch anime. But honestly, this season, like... Y'all know we're Crunchyroll people, Crunchyroll Verve versus uh, Hulu Funimation. It's not really a versus, but in my mind, it's kind of like a versus. But like, normally Crunchyroll just like beats the crap out of Funimation. But this season, this season, so this season, they got a, they got quite a few. They've got a Funimation's got a good lineup. They have so. a good lineup. They have a good lineup for this season. Yeah. Um. 
But back to <laughs> Darwin's but, game because we got kind of sidetracked. Yeah, it's an action mystery show. Um, you want to go ahead and give them the summary? Sure. Summary. And this, all of our summaries are taken from um, LiveChart. So if you want to know where it came from, you can head over to LiveChart and then they'll tell you what the source is because they all come from different places. Just, you know, forewarning. Um, an unknowing pseudo-economy is invited to try out a new mysterious mobile app game called Darwin's Game but later realizes that he's in for more than he's bargained for when he finds out that he has to kill the other players and there's no way to quit the game. So honestly, I'm, I'm going to be honest, this is probably one of the more entertaining anime of the season. I'm not going to say it's the best or the most interesting, but I will say it's like one of the most entertaining, at least for me. Um, I like the concept of it and I kind of like the way they handle character deaths in the anime um it's a killing it's literally a killing game so yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's kind of like King's game but not as uh not as uh mature yeah it's not nearly <laughs> as graphic as it sounds like the point of the whole anime is to like kill the other players in the game and so like there are weapons and superpowers to do that but and, and there are also like these these points and stuff like that. It's it's, it's a whole it's a whole like real game, game type of situation well, in I the would, real world. Well, yeah, they play it in in the real world. So think like Pokemon Go, where the app is on your phone, but you have to actually go places and do things in the real world to like win the game. Mm-hmm. But the I like the way that this anime handles the whole let's kill each other as a game type thing because obviously it's not an original idea but i think the fact that they're actual it's actually set up like a game so like you get points that you can redeem for things in the real world and you can like create clans and families and like partner groups and you don't really a whole lot of people don't really solo play the game and there are events and stuff that you can go to and like it plays like an actual game so I thought that was a nice touch. Um, obviously, we're only three episodes into it. The only thing that's not really selling me on this game is I don't really like the main character, Kaname. I just, if you listen to the podcast, you know that for me particularly, I like characters with a dark streak and Kaname is just too much of a, go- a do-gooder for yeah, me to like Too really- much of a straight and narrow type of guy. Yeah, and I'm cool if you're on the straight and narrow, as long as your straight and narrow isn't like this moral straight compass, you know? Like, Hajime from Aphoretta was on the straight and narrow too. It's just his straight and narrow was in a different direction than everybody else's, mm-hmm. you know? And I can respect stuff like that. Um, but long story short, it is pretty interesting. If you, It's not super graphic, so if like the concept of a whole bunch of gore and blood and things like that were kind of turning you off from it it you really don't need to be concerned about that because that's not how this anime is set up at least so far it's not so um i would say give it a shot if you're into you know that type of actiony type stuff but if not skip it i mean i don't think it'll be the end of your life or anything all right so with that um we'll keep watching that one for now so on to the next one plunderer um this was the one that i was most excited for this season just based off the synopsis and the uh, previews and the cover art's pretty dope too yeah i think of the ones that were watching this probably has the best cover art yeah 
I could or say one that. of the best. One of the best for sure. Um, so we've only seen two episodes so far. It we're watching it dubbed. It does have a simul dub, um, so that should let you know that it's um, another Hulu slash Funimation one um, because they're the only ones that dub simul dub things really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's an action adventure fantasy. Um, you want to go ahead and read the summary? Sure. It's the year 305 of the Alcyon calendar, and the world is controlled by numbers. Every human born is branded with a count, which can mean anything from the number of kilometers walked to the amount of people who have said your food is tasty. And if your count drops to zero, you'll be sent to the abyss. And Hina's mother, after Hina's mother is dragged into the abyss, her dying request is for Hina to find and locate the legendary ace. Yeah, so what really just intrigued me about this one is just the whole concept of everybody having these numbers on their body that mean different things. Yeah. You know, and then we found, then after we started, we found out there's a whole like hierarchy with people who have larger numbers. And it was, it's just, it just seems interesting. Um, to be honest, not a whole lot has happened yet in the first two episodes that we watched. But uh, I I still have uh, pretty good hopes for this particular one. For me, this one is very, like, middle of the road. I wouldn't say... I haven't seen enough of things that I like to say that, yes, it's going to be a good anime. But I also don't feel like it's going to be a bad anime. I feel like like it's going to be very middle of the road. Like, the whole concept of it, like you said, I think is really interesting. And I like the concept of the numbers. And the more numbers you have, the more power that you have. And... She's out searching for this lost hero of the ages. And of course she's gonna find him because that's just how anime works. But like, I'm curious to see where they go with it because her character in and of itself doesn't really intrigue me. And as far as what we've seen so far, I'm not like super invested in any of these characters as of yet. So it's just one of those things where it is pretty to look at. The concept is really interesting. The characters are somewhat interesting. I will say that. I'm not like super invested in them yet, but we've only watched two episodes. Yeah, they're not, you know, great, but at the same time, they're not they're not horrible by any means. Yeah, and the idea of you being dragged to the abyss when your count hits zero really puts a different spin on like what's important to you, you know. And just learning what different people's counts are, you know, like what are they counting? Like what does their count mean? Yeah, you know it's it's a it's an interesting concept, and I look forward to seeing it further explored. But you know, it could take a turn for the best or the worst. But so far, it's the one I have the highest hopes for. Um, um, just at out of the beginning. I wouldn't say it's the one that I have the highest hopes for, but we'll get to that in a little bit. On to the next one that we're watching in Spectre. There we go. Um, this one has two episodes out so far. Uh, we're watching the subtitled version on Verb. Um, it's like a comedy, mystery, supernatural romance. A heavy emphasis on the supernatural romance part. Um, yeah, this one, like, when we read the description, to be honest, we were like, I right, we'll skip it. But the cover art just looked so cool. We were like, you know what? Let's just first episode it. And it, and it turned out okay. You want to read the uh, description? Even? Do you want to give it a try, Mr. Otaku? Oh, no. I don't have a beautiful voice like you. Oh, you're so nice and so full of it. All right. 
The 17-year-old Katoko has a unique situation. When she was a child, she was kidnapped by spirits called yokai and returned missing one leg and one eye. Since then, she has been able to communicate with otherworldly forces, both benevolent and dangerous. Katoko is alone in her power until she learns that the crush she's watched from afar, Kuro, has had his own encounter with Yokai. As if being touched by the supernatural wasn't enough, Kuro's personal life is also in shambles. With their shared experiences and understanding, Katoko and Kuro form a partnership to deal with mysteries from ancient demons to the ghost of an idol. But for a girl who's used to dealing with spirits, winning love might prove to be the bigger challenge. And um, basically, that's the long and the short of the whole anime. Like, there's this girl. She's 17. Um, she is in high school. She is missing one leg and one eye, which I actually thought was kind of cool because normally you don't have female protagonists who are, like, actually missing body parts and limbs. That's just not who they are. But she is at the hospital. She sees this guy who's always visiting his cousin. And she's like, oh, he's so cute. I'm in love. But, you know life happens he's in college and he's like not paying attention to her in the slightest and so uh when he breaks up with his girlfriend she confesses her love and she's like hey go out with me and he's just like yeah no and um yeah that's where we leave off <laughs> and they can both interact with yokai the difference is that the yokai consider her to be a goddess of wisdom and they consider him to be like a straight up demon like you don't go near him you don't talk to him he's scary like leave him alone like stay away from him yeah, and we haven't really got a whole lot of goodness from this show. <laughs> Just to be honest, in my opinion, I feel like the selling point of it is their interactions with each other, which are actually kind of sparse. Um, there's a lot of emphasis on the mystery section, but it just kind of feels like a ghoul of the week type thing, which honestly, in the scheme of things, doesn't sound all that interesting to me. Um, I'm not a big fan of, you know, villain of the week type anime or shows in general. So, um, I'm hoping that it gets like a larger plot put into play because the way they interact with each other is actually really entertaining. Yeah, I don't really have strong opinions on this one, one way or the other. It's just, uh, another middle of the road one. It's just the wittiness of their interactions is, uh, is entertaining but other than that I'm not super um, I'm not super looking forward to it I'm not either like I'm not super looking forward to it but it's not super bad at least I can't say left or right whether any of these anime are just like super good or super bad at this point I can just say that I'm not super into it right now yeah. And I'm hoping that by episode three, we actually have a larger plot come into play rather than just remain with this villain of the week type thing. But, um, but yeah, moving on to Bofuri. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. Um, we've been calling it defense isekai. Yeah, so keep in mind that from this point onward, like almost all of the anime left for this season that we're going to talk about are isekai anime so we have given them nicknames appropriate to what they're about so since this one obviously has to be based off of a light novel because the title is so freaking long bofuri i don't want to get hurt so i'll max out my defense instead of saying that we just call it the defense isekai yeah so, so if you hear us <laughs> talk about in a later podcast and we say defense isekai that's what we're talking about most likely 
most likely. <laughs> you never know what anime may appear in the future. Yeah. But uh, we've watched the uh, first two episodes. Um, we watched it subbed. It's another um, Hulu Funimation anime. It's an action adventure, slice of life, isekai. Yeah, and it's it's also like comedy because it is kind of funny. So it is it is amusing. Um, so summary: Kaide Kaide is invited by her friend Risa to play a virtual reality MMO game with her. While Kaide doesn't dislike games, what she really truly dislikes is being in pain. She creates a character named Maple and decides to put all her points into vitality to minimize pain. As a result, she moves slowly, can't use magic. And even a rabbit could get the best of her. But, as it turns out, she acquires a skill known as Absolute Defense. As a result of her pumping points into vitality, as well as a counter skill that works against special moves. Now, with her ability to nullify all damage, she goes on adventures. And again, this is exactly what it sounds like. It's about a girl. She goes into a game. Shocker, since SAO was so popular. Like, literally, the premise is she goes into a game. She doesn't like to feel pain, so she levels up all of her points into defense so that she doesn't feel pain. Yeah, and, and when we say all of her points, we mean all, all of, of her it. points. She's still, like, imagine for anybody who's ever in their life ever played a game, and you have to pick your character at the beginning. The first thing that they do is they evenly distribute all of your points, and those are your base points, but they give you the ability to modify them. So, like, if you know, hey, you're not going to be a mage, you might decide, I'm going to drop down my magic points and put them into, like, strength or speed or whatever you want to put them into. Yeah. She literally drops everything down to zero, puts everything into her defense. She walks at the pace of, like, frozen molasses, and... That's just it. Yeah. <laughs> but she's super strong. Nobody can hurt. She's one of the strongest players in the game because nobody can cause her any damage. Nobody can hurt her. I mean, it takes her a bunch of time to get rid of anybody who has a bunch of HP. But at the same time, it's just like... No they one can, can outlast her. No one can outlast her. No one can do anything to her because she's she has ultimate defense. Absolute yeah. defense. Yeah. So, and it's funny because it's like... She did it as like a real amateur move, you know, because it was her first game. But at the same time, it turned out to like work really well for her. Yeah. And keep in mind that this is not just like a regular login game. It's like a VR MMO. Like she puts on a helmet and she's imported into the game. So. Yeah. So it's it's one. It's a rare uh, isekai by choice type of anime. And it's not the only one from this season. Yeah, and it's very slice of life-ish. Like, it basically just follows her going on these adventures as having no attack skill, no speed, nothing at all whatsoever. But um, it's entertaining. I actually like watching this one because I just feel like it's silly. Yeah, but it's, not it's in like an annoying fun, type of way. Lighthearted, but not annoying. Yeah, I feel like with this type of thing, it's very easy for it to take a turn towards just like straight up annoying. Like, why am I watching this? Um, but it could be, could be worse. It could be better. Honestly, I have no complaints with this one. I'm, I mean, after a while, it's very hard to do an interesting voluntary video game type anime because it's been done so much. So the fact that I don't absolutely hate this, I feel like it's done actually pretty well. Yeah. So, um, moving on to Infinite Dendogram. 
There we go. Um, it's a game isekai. I mean, we're gonna call it game isekai. That's what we've been calling it. But um, yeah, it's we've been watching it sub. It's another Hulu Funimation show, and it's it's a, a fantasy game, uh, anime. Yep. So the summary reads. In the year 2043, Infinite Dendrogram, the world's first successful full-dive VR MMO, was released. In addition to its ability to perfectly simulate the five senses along with its many other amazing features, the game promised to offer players a world full of infinite possibilities. Nearly two years later, soon-to-be college freshman Reiji Mukadori is finally able to buy a copy of the game and start playing. With some help from his experienced older brother, Shu, and his partner, Embryo, Reiji embarks on an adventure into the world of Infinite Dendrogram. Just what will he discover and encounter in this game world known for its incredible realism and infinite possibilities? Yeah. So, this one is another isekai by choice. You know, the player can come in and out of the game and say please. Yep. Um, this one has an interesting setup for every hour in the real world. It's like three hours in the game, yep. which is very interesting. The NPCs are super realistic. Like they're like people. They're like real people. And um, the selling point of Infinite Dendrogram is that it's literally a world within a world. So like the NPCs, if they die in the game, like they stay dead. They they're stay not going to come back. Yeah, that's it. And a, like quests and events and things are not, it's not linear. So it's not like, okay, you have to do X, Y, and Z before you can do A, B, and C. It's literally like, okay, you're just thrown to the game and just like in real life, how things just like happen and then they escalate. It's like that in the game. So you just, you could be thrown into like a high level quest. Even though you just started. Even though you just started because like you just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time or right place at the right time or however it is, you know? Yeah. And nothing's off limits, you know, like the entire king of a country can be slain and he doesn't come back. You yeah, know? and so an entire parts of the map can be blocked off if the kingdom goes to war and you lose the war and you lose access, your kingdom loses access to that, you know, parcel of land. You know, that part of the map gets blocked out or whatever. And you can also change allegiances, I think. Like, you don't have to stay wherever you start at. So it, it's yeah. an interesting concept. Um, his embryo everybody has an embryo so basically it turns it, it, okay so when i saw this the thing that it made me think of was how like follow me and yu yu Hakusho, yusuke gets an <laughs> yusuke gets like the egg the, the spirit, egg the spirit egg the spirit egg and he's supposed to like nurture it and then it'll grow into into something that he really needs that's gonna be like his spirit animal like the embryo is like essentially like that. They implant an egg into your hand and you foster it and then it grows into whatever you need it to be and whatever you want it to be. It's based off of you, your person. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I find this one to be hi also highly entertaining. I kind of thought it was dumb at first. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, only because I, I, It seemed very cliche. Something that's been done a bunch of times before but and uh, it's one of those things where it's like when you watch sao whether for good or for bad sao had really high stakes in the first part of sao when they were in ironcrad i've always thought that that was really the best a, part the of best part of, of SAO, sao because it's like you were stuck the in the game, game. And there were very real stakes that you had to adhere to 
and it was a game but it also wasn't just a game anymore and i feel like when you have things that are much more lighthearted, it's like yeah it's a game but like legitimately i was talking to mr otaku about it and i was like we're watching an anime about a college kid who plays video games like what has our life come to where we we sign up to watch this every week you know but he can log out whenever he wants i mean when you die in game like you get locked out for 24 hours which sucks but yeah i mean you come back (laughs) you don't die in real life yeah but you get locked out of the game for 24 hours in real life which is 72 hours in in the game so in that amount of time the game is still going on without you so it's just like you if you're gone too long you've abandoned your quest you know yeah it's just like and if you were guarding an npc or something they could be dead by the time you get back into the game yeah what i will say for infinite dendrogram more so than any other anime that we've been watching this season is that the setup and the world building and the understanding of the mechanics of this world I feel like this is the one that was done the best because you still feel like you are watching something happen, but you're also feeling like you're getting the rules and the structure of the game and the world that they're in without feeling completely bored or feeling like you're just getting an info dump or anything like that. You know, I think it's incorporated into the storyline very, very well. Yeah, and I think that's pretty much all I have to say on this particular one. I think we should uh, take a quick little break. All right, we are back from the break. And to get to the wrap-up end of this list, um, we have a couple more. Um, The next one being Id Invaded. Um, Id Invaded. um, We've watched the first three episodes. The first four are out so far. Um, It's also a simul-dub, so we've been watching it dubbed. Um, it's another Hulu Funimation one. I mean, they they just really stacked it up this uh, this season. Yeah. Um, and it's a sci-fi drama. It's it's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Also, like a mystery. Um, like the whole purpose of them is to like literally solve mur- murders. But the summary. Set in a virtual world, the visually stunning Id Invaded follows Sakaido, a detective looking to solve the grisly murder of Kairu, a young girl. But solving this case is unlike any other as the world begins to twist and turn around Sakaido, challenging what he thinks and believes. Um, I feel like this description isn't as good as the other ones because um, essentially what happens is Sakaido, Sakaido is a detective and he is trying to solve the murder of Kairu. But it's not like he's out on the street. Basically what happens is Kaido is in like a prison type thing and they full dive him essentially into what they call an id, which is the conscious or the collective, the unconscious collective of these serial killers. And he literally goes into the mind of the killer into their subconscious and he solves the murders from within the killer's own mind. Yeah, so basically, um, basically they have this um, machine that's able to like go to like a murder scene or whatever, and then it collects these particles. And basically, these particles that it collects is basically like this person's intent to kill or whatever. So it's just like this murderer's intent to kill. They're taking all these particles from it and creating this this whole world for the detective to dive into. And then they try to figure out that world 
and that leads them to the clues and things they need in order to catch the serial killer in the real world. Yeah, and I feel like there's more to Sakaido than what we really know. And again, if you listen to the podcast, you know the type of characters that I like. You know that I like characters who are not necessarily on the straight and narrow. And the fact that Sakaido is actually like a prisoner and he's not just um, a regular detective and he's got got kind of like a dark streak in him. And, and he has to have killed somebody before because you have to kill somebody in order to go inside somebody else's murderous intent or at least had that that so desire that, to kill not even the desire until it's the intent to, to, to kill. kill and a desire the difference between a desire and an intent is because like we've all been upset and want to be like you know i like i, I, I want to kill you right we all have what they call um intrusive thoughts but those are thoughts that you have but like you know 100 there's like never in a million years would you act on However, the intent to kill is like when you have the intent, that means you have planned it out. You finna do it, you know, and that's important because generally once you have an intent, that's shortly followed up by an action. And so to enter into these serial killers minds, you have to have already either had the intent and or the action of killing somebody. So Sakaido is a great detective, but the fact that he can go into this, into these serial killers' minds, means that he's either no, he's killed somebody. We know that, like he's for sure killed somebody. Um, and I like that. We don't really know the whole story yet, but I feel like of all the anime that we are watching this season, that's new. It Invaded is my favorite one because I feel like you have that sci-fi mystery. You have that thing that keeps you glued. And this, the, the, the murder of Kairu is like this overarching plot that they're trying to, to figure out. It's not like, okay, he goes into it the first episode and it's like, oh, this is the, this is how she was murdered. Like he, there's a series of serial killers and they're trying to get to this mystery serial killer who's creating other serial killers. And I feel like that plot line is way far more interesting so that even though you have a quote-unquote murder of the week that he's solving there's still a lot more going on to it it pits me in the lines of something like um if you ever watch like bones or numbers or white collar or anything like that all obviously those are all actually like tv shows with real people they're not anime but they're also very interesting something like leverage where you have to figure the puzzle pieces out by the end of the show that's what this puts me in mind though yeah I think that describes the show pretty well. Let's move on. Sorceress Stabber Orphan. Yeah. Um, this is a remake from an older anime, I think. Yeah, it's a re- it's a, re- a retelling of an older anime. Um, we haven't seen the original, so we don't know how it ends or anything like that. But uh, but we've seen the first three episodes. We've been watching it subbed. It's another Hulu Funimation show. Uh, it's an action fantasy adventure show. Um, you want to read the summary? A sorcerer who, who was once a top student of the famous Tower of Fang now spends his time chasing around his hopeless clients as a moneylender, at least until his client comes up with a plan to make money, marriage fraud. Unwillingly being dragged into the plan, Orphan encounters a monster who has long been his goal since the day he left the Tower of Fang. 
Between those who seek to kill the monster and orphan, giving everything to protect the monster, his lousy but peaceful days come to an end. Trying to turn back his sister, Ozzy, back to her true form leads to many more mysteries and the key to the secret to the world. Um, I don't think, the only issue that I have with this description is that it says to try to turn back his sister, Ozzy. Look, they may be sisters and sorcery, siblings and sorcery, but like Orphan is straight up in love with Ozzy, and I don't think that that should be misconstrued. Like, I get the feeling that he's like, they're romantic subtensions in this because like their interactions and the way he's acting like one does not act like a with a sibling that way at least i wouldn't think so um i find this one to be somewhat interesting i like that he's actually like a high a high ranking mage and that he's not just some some leon that just went and yeah he's basically a high ranking rogue mage um, that is trying to turn uh, Azalee back um, into a human. Into a human, because um, she did some type of experiment and ended up turning into a dragon, basically. Yep. And he's trying to change her back from a dragon to a human. And um, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> but I, I mean. Yeah, so Asley is trying to get turned back into a human. Orphan's trying to get her there. He's having to fight other people from the Tower of Fang who just want to get rid of her because she's a dragon and dragons are dangerous. And, and he's just and like they don't want the world to know that they messed up. They messed up, and that's the reason why she's a dragon. They don't want it to know that it is a she and that it came from the tower or whatever. Yeah, they're basically trying to cover up their mistake, and he's like, she's a person, you can't just kill her because you messed up. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's important, but I also feel like we're not really deep enough into this to make a call left or right. Um, honestly, I find the characters mostly annoying at this point, and I don't really find the anime all that enjoyable at this particular time. Yeah, I'm thinking that there's... This one out of the ones we've talked about so far has the uh, highest possibility that it's going to get dropped. I wouldn't say highest possibility, but I would say like... I would say highest out of the ones we've talked about so far. So, this uh, last one, I think this is it. Yeah. The, the last one that we have to talk about today is Somali and the Forest Spirit. Um, we've watched the first two episodes. Um, we've been watching it subbed. It is another Hulu Funimation one, and it's an adventure fantasy slice of life show. And basically, I'll read the description real quick. The world is ruled by spirits, goblins, and all manner of strange creatures. Human beings are persecuted to the very point of extinction. One day a golem and a lone human girl meet. This is a record of the pair one a member of a ruined race the other a watchman of the forest it tells of their travels together and the bond between father and daughter so basically it's supposed to be like a sweet father-daughter story where humans are pretty much extinct or whatever and this golem finds this little human girl and he's trying to get her back to other humans before he dies because um golems have a set number of years to live it's like a thousand years or whatever but he's on his last year or year and a half yeah he's like 998 years old he only got a thousand yeah so yeah so he's trying to find her a suitable place to live or whatever um 
but humans are pretty much extinct so nobody's seen any humans in a long time and all the creatures and everything they eat humans yeah so, so it's they like go, a dangerous world it's a doggy dog world out there yeah so they go around pretending that she's uh what is she uh, a minotaur. They pretend she's a minotaur. She wears this hood and has little horns sticking out the hood like they're attached to her head, but they're really just fake horns attached to the hood that she wears. Yeah, which makes me wonder where they got that hood from if humans aren't common. And so, like, who sells a, just a straight-up minotaur hood? But that's a conversation for a different day. Um, honestly, this... Anime puts me in the mind of if it's for my daughter, I'd even defeat a demon lord or but even demon lord retry, except it's it, not as good. It's not as good. It's not as cute. Like, the world seems like it could be good, but it's just like the characters don't do anything for us. So this is the first one that we've already decided to drop. Yeah, the characters don't do anything for me. I find the little girl to be highly irritating, and that might be just because... Um, I'm so used to watching anime with like that have children in it. They're like good children or they have some type of redeeming trait. Like this little girl's just annoying. She's not really smart. She's not really funny. She's not really charismatic. She just doesn't listen. She's just really hard headed and it gets them into a lot of trouble. And it's not like the endearing kind of trouble, like one piece kind of trouble. It's like just really annoying trouble. Like, oh my God, somebody needs to sit you in a corner for a time out. And that's not even how I... <coughs> would handle that situation excuse me i'm getting over being sick so anyway point is i find this little girl to be annoying the story isn't that great there's no action in it um the most interesting aspect of this whole anime is the golem who leaves this forest and a lot of people are shocked by that so his interactions with other people are interesting and getting his story and finding out what's happening but other than that um if you like slice of life and you haven't seen if it's for my daughter, I even defeat a demon lord or demon lord retry or anything along that line, then yes, watch this. I'm sure you'll find it cute and fluffy and sweet. If you want to watch something good, I'd honestly just suggest you go watch if it's for my daughter and even defeat a demon lord or demon lord retry. But that's my two cents. Spin it how you like. Yep. And with that, I think that completes our rundown of things we're watching this season. Well, new anime we're watching this season anyway. Yep, and with concluding what we're watching for the season, we have also concluded this episode of the podcast. So that is it for this episode of I'd Rather Anime. If you liked it, please subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends about it, and make sure that you follow and tweet at us on Twitter at I'd Rather Anime. We know you could be doing other things, but we're glad that you decided to anime with us. Until next time, folks. Peace. Out. So, uh, since we're done, can we go watch some anime now? <laughs>